the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Isaiah 51 verse 11. Therefore the redeemed. Somebody say therefore the redeemed. Say therefore the redeemed. Say I am the redeemed. I am the redeemed. The Bible said Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So you and I are the redeemed. Somebody say I'm the redeemed. And he did not just redeem you one time but he continues to redeem you. This year, God has redeemed many of us from diverse things. And he will continue to redeem you. He will continue to preserve you. Shout, I shall be preserved. Therefore, the redeem of the Lord shall return. When God shows you redemption, you want to return. Yeah. You cannot continue business as usual when God has shown you redemption. The Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5, He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Then He says, Who redeemeth thy life? Redeemeth thy life. Redeemeth thy life. Redeemeth thy life. Redeemeth thy life from destruction. You have no idea the kind of things I was looking for in your life and my life. He redeems our lives from destruction. Whether it's COVID-19 or whatever, he redeems your life. He will continue to redeem your life. Who redeemed thy life from destruction? Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercy so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle? Last week, I walked you through Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. And it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And if you're a good Bible student, you know the Jews and the Samaritans didn't really have any call like that. They didn't used to flow. They were stunned enemies. In fact, the Jews actually related with them as if those guys were infidels. They didn't mean much to them. They were literally like dogs. That's why the disciples were Jesus were amazed when they came and they met Jesus grossly engaged, actively engaged in a conversation with a Samaritan woman. I mean, engaging a Samaritan man is bad. But engaging a Samaritan woman as a Jewish rabbi, that was worse. But that's how Jesus does it. The difference between you and I and Jesus is the fact that he knew how he came. And he knew how to fulfill his ministry when he came. So verse 12 says, Then as he entered a certain village, ten men met him who were lepers, who stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. So he saw them, 
He said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. Take note, go show yourselves to the priest. Go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. When the word of God is given a faith response, it will always deliver. When the word of God is given, and, and I mean when the word of God, when the word of God, any time the word of God is given a faith response, it will always deliver. Sometimes it will, it will just come as somebody is doing a scripture reading. Sometimes it can even come to you at a funeral service. But when the word of God is given a faith response, it will always deliver. And my prayer for you is that you will know how to receive the word of God. One of the disciplines a number of Christians, carnal Christians for that matter, don't have is how to receive the word of God. Every word of God is always sent on an assignment. Every word of God. My word shall be that will go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. So every word of God spoken or declared is on an assignment. And that assignment may be fulfilled or not. And one of the things that influences what the word will do in your life is how you receive it. Somebody say how you receive it. A lot of people come to church with a lot of chaff in their heads. They come prepared for what they are ready to receive and what they can receive. They come with a mindset, pastor can touch here, you can't touch here. You can talk about anything, but don't talk about this. But the Bible says in the book of James 1, verse 21, in the King James Version, original King James, he said, laying apart, somebody say laying apart. Laying apart all filthiness and superfluity. When you come to church, eh, if you will be blessed or not, and, and mind you, it's a detour, but I believe that it's going to bless someone. Praise God. Whether I am here or any other person is here, once you are communicating the word of God, if you are blessed, it's your fault. If you are not blessed, it's your fault. It's a lay apart all filthiness. There are a lot of things where you carry with you to church, you can receive. A lot of things. And there are not things that are on your body. They are in your mind, your head, your head. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing. Laying apart all fitness and superfluity of naughtiness. Receive. Somebody say receive. Receive with meekness. You know what meekness is? Whatever you say, yes, sir. I've heard it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. That was my word. Thank you for speaking to me. Receive with meekness. Receive with the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. The word is able. Somebody say is able. The reason why I teach the word of God with great passion and delight is because I believe in this transformational power to change people and to shape lives. I don't believe that anything has capacity to change a person, spirit, soul, and body like the word of God. Nothing is as powerful as it. Nothing, nothing, not psychology, not uh, physics, nothing. Why? The Bible says, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of asunder of bone and marrow, and is a designer of thoughts and the intents of the heart. May you learn the right attitude to receive the word of God. I don't know, it's a legitimate detour. I believe the Holy Ghost is speaking to someone. Let's go back, he says, and one of them, somebody say one of them. I may not be speaking to everybody in the service, but may you be that person who I'm speaking to. One of them, one of them, one of them. Jesus spoke to a group of 100 people, and that group of 100 people, it was only one segment 
One quarter of them received what he communicated. One of them. One of them. One of them. When he saw, you see, God does not minister to people in groups. He ministers to people as individuals. Somebody say as individuals. Yeah, as individuals. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice. Somebody say with a loud voice. He returned with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? When we bring the glory back to God, we say we are giving him thanks. Thanksgiving simply has to do with acknowledging what God has done and returning with glory to him. Not taking any part of the deal. Not attributing anything to your wit or your intelligence or your skill or your connections. But seeing that everything you are, everything you have become, everything you have, everything you will ever be, all is a product of his grace. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Take the grace of God out of me and nothing at all can exist. Can you say that of yourself? Some of us are what we are. The grace of God plus something else. The grace of God plus, you know, the way you manage yourself. The way I manage myself. The way I manage my finances. The way I handle my wife. You know, if you're a man and you learn how to handle a woman well, you have a problem. Fair enough for you. May God help you. There are people who are better managers. They don't just manage the body of a woman. They manage the soul of a woman. And they are still struggling. The Bible says, what is it that you have that you did not receive? When we talk about thanksgiving, it takes a heart of gratitude to render thanks. And you cannot be grateful until you can see God at work in your life. My focus is to help you to see God has been at work. Somebody say God has been at work. <laughs> yeah, God has at work. He's been at work and post 24-7 around your life from January 1st till now. He's been at work. That's why the wind and the air, some people blew. The same atmosphere that was COVID. Some people got exposed to it and they died. You are here the same road some people traveled on and couldn't return. You've traveled it not once, severally, and you are still here. Praise God. The Bible says, forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. You see, most of the time, the benefit we are expecting we can remember, but the benefit we are not expecting, we are likely to forget it. That's why when it's time to give thanks to God, the worst thing you can do to yourself is to look at yourself and say, see me, what has God done? Yeah. And there are people who can talk like that. Pastor, this year, they who they Yeah. Yeah, because oh, who? You can't afford them. We are told the leper, when he saw, so the, the rest, didn't something happen to the rest? You think it only happened to that, that single one? Jesus would not have been expecting the ten. He said, were there not ten cleansed? So when Jesus spoke to them, at the time the single one saw that something had happened, something had happened to the rest of the others. But they won't look to see. They won't look to see. You see, all of us have eyes. If you train your eyes to see forth, you always see it too. As I'm preaching now, if you have trained your ears to mark grammar, oh, you have a lot of them with me. me I didn't go to preparatory school. I'm an LA product who has been rescued by the grace of God 
and I found my way to Maoli school and ended up in uh, the university. That's how I am here. I didn't have any solid foundation in grammar. So you can get a lot of them, pack them, carry them home. But the blessing that God has for you, you will never carry it. Your eyes, your eyes and your ears. A lot of people don't know that these two things can be trained. Your eyes and your ears, you can train them. Train your eyes. Train your eyes to see good things. Train your ears to hear good things. The Bible says, and when he saw, he returned. Somebody says, he returned. We established last week, time is against me. We established last week that thanksgiving is good. Thanksgiving is gratitude. Thanksgiving is grace. Thanksgiving is godliness. Thanksgiving is what? It's a gate opener. Thanksgiving is guaranteed. And unthankfulness is a grave sin against God and humanity. Today, we are looking at two kinds of thanksgiving and then we'll proceed on how to give thanks acceptably. When they came, look at it. The Bible says, and one of them, somebody say one of them. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw, at the time of the call, it was 10 of them. At the time of the return, it was one of them. One of them, when he saw, and Jesus said, where are the nine? In other words, I wasn't expecting a singular thanksgiving. I'm expecting a corporate thanksgiving. So there is corporate thanksgiving and there is personal thanksgiving. Praise God. And we are doing the corporate. The rest of December, you have it. You should be able to assemble your family. You and your wife. You and your wife and children, if you, they are around. And then assemble and say, as a family, we want to thank God. If you are all by yourself, you also need to do that. The Bible says, what shall I render? Psalm 116 verse 12. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? What shall I render? No, what shall we render? What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I see you rendering quality thanks. Said in the first service that thanksgiving is sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. Thanksgiving is an offering. Somebody say offering. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise continually unto God. Which is the fruit of our lips. What does it mean? Giving thanks unto his name. Giving thanks. Giving. The fruit of our lips is giving thanks. Giving thanks unto his name. And if thanksgiving is an offering, then we need to offer it right. Somebody say, offer it right. Say, offer it right. Thanksgiving must be done and done rightly. How do we offer thanks rightly? Because God does not just accept anything. Somebody say, he doesn't accept anything. A lot of people have a difficulty with it. But I don't have a difficulty with it at all. Every month, I have to make sure that I have notes that are clean, sorted out as my offering for every service. Because I read it from this scripture and it gave me... You see, that's my approach to life. My approach to life is that as I see it in the word, I practice it. Revelation comes and I practice it. I have never brought money that is a basa basa as an offering. Never once since I saw this. Never once. Never once. No. I can't drop an offering in a basket that has a tear. That one is for filling station. It's not for God. Because he's not in need. You know, when you are giving something to someone who is in need, you can just drop anything. Yeah. 
You can just drop anything. But when you know the person you are giving to, he doesn't need what you are giving. It's even a privilege for you to give him something. When you see it as such, look, Pastor James, from Genesis, God told men clearly, because whatever he said in Genesis, the first time a man gave an offering to God, God told him, I don't just accept anything. And in the last book of the Old Testament, God emphasized he does not just accept anything. Does not just accept anything. Please take your seat. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6 and 9. He said, a son honors his father. Somebody say, a son honors his father. And a servant is master. If I then I am a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts. To you, priests, who despise my name. Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? Good question. This God said, listen, you guys, you are despising my name. And he was addressing the priests because the priests have the business of teaching the people the right way. So, addressing the priest meant he had addressed the people. But in our case, we are all a royal priesthood and holy nation. Praise God. So, we can all see it together. He says, look at verse 7. He says, you offer. Where do we defile your name? He said, you offer defile bread on my altar. But say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying the table of the Lord is contemptible. Anything goes. Out for God, he can just take anything. He said, you offer, go to verse 8. He says, when you offer the blind, you know, when I read it, I don't have a goal to offer. It's money I'm going to offer. So I have to check the money. What can be blinded about the money? When it's not in a good condition, it's the blind money. When is the stone that the builders reject and Cartier sellers have rejected and Coco sellers have rejected? It is blind. He says, you offer the lame. One day I will teach you about a lame offering. A lame offering is an offering that cannot push the agenda God has given his house. There is no mobility in the money. It's lame. When you offer blind, you are given an offering that cannot support the vision of God's house. I'm not teaching on our offering. Let me just flow on. I'm actually talking about offering in a certain context. Because thanksgiving is an offering. And you should know how to do it. There are times you can go to somebody and say you want to thank the person and you may end up angering the person. Yeah. Because while you are thanking him, you are also complaining about something else. I'm not communicating here. The worst time to address an issue with your spouse is after you have commended about something. That is not the time to bring about any matter. Do them at separate times. Commend and go and sleep for two days. And come up, wake up three days and come and criticize. Allow time to pass. Let the commendation be soaked in. Or else they will say, you are trying to bribe them. How do we give God thanks acceptably? Number one, give thanks with understanding. Somebody say with understanding. You have to understand it. You, you have to understand that thanksgiving is not a church thing. Thanksgiving is your lifestyle in God. Somebody say my lifestyle in God. It's your lifestyle in God. The Bible said that is our language, it's our dialect. That is how we speak. Give me Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4, message. It's not good. Though some tongues, somebody say some tongues. You see, some tongues just love the taste of gossip. I hope that's not your tongue. They just love the taste of gossip. What's happening? What's new? What's fresh? <laughs> that's all they want. 
Christians have better uses for language than that. Somebody say better uses. Ooh, may you not abuse your mouth. It's an abuse of your tongue to complain. When you use your tongue to murmur, you are abusing it. He says, don't talk silly or dirty. That kind of talk doesn't fit our style. How many of you have your own style? Yeah, it doesn't fit. He said this one, Thanksgiving is our dialect. Somebody is our dialect. Yeah. Thanksgiving is our dialect. So you wake up with thanks, you go to bed with thanks. May you live a thankful life. Now listen, I, I really, really, really wish, I don't know next week what will happen, but there are two things that are ongoing in my spirit if there will be any exhortation at all. Either looking at the dangers of ingratitude or showing you the benefits of Thanksgiving. What is in it? One of the things that comes to mind easily is that grateful people are very, very exciting to have around. Yeah. When you relate with somebody who is grateful, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting. And they get along well and they, they, they go places. Grateful people go places. I see you go places. You need to understand it. That is good understanding gives favor. Look at Psalm 47, verse 6 and 7. Sing praises to the Lord. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises. Verse number 7. He says, sing ye praises with understanding. Sing praises. Sing praises when under when we are in worship. I can't imagine how somebody can be quiet when we are in worship. We are singing bigger than the biggest. And you are standing there. Are you bigger than him? You are quiet. Because you are dealing with the... You see, what my understanding is that whatever budget I have to deal with as a pastor now, he's bigger than that budget. So I can sing my heart out. Whatever difficulty, whatever rock and hard place I find myself, he's bigger than the place. I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for him? You see, it takes meditation and understanding. That's why I don't like just any nyamanyama song being sung on the altar. When they are singing songs here, I am careful to scrutinize. There are some songs when they sing it, sometimes I give them eye when I'm here. They change it. Yeah. But now they are catching my spirit and catching the song, so it's reducing. In the first service, one like that passed through, but I was not here. Yeah, I heard it in my office, but he didn't go to the dimension I didn't like. So it was very good. Praise the Lord. You have, to, you have to sing. You see, every song has a purpose. There are songs of prayer. There are songs of devotion. There are songs of dedication. There are songs of praise and adoration. You should know which of them you are singing at any time. We cannot be worshiping God and you are talking about Mira de Casa. What, are, what do you want to hear? We are here to worship him, make him big and bless him with the eye. Mabo, Mabo. No, 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 you're off. <laughs> you see, enter his gaze with thanksgiving. Some of us, we don't even have access to God. We have access, but we don't know how to make use of our access. Thanksgiving, number one. So, do it with understanding. Two, do it promptly. Somebody say promptly. Listen, develop the discipline of thanking people on time. Two weeks after you have received the, the money and chop it, now you have remembered you've not sent a message. There are some things when people do for you, some of them you send a message. Some of them you go in person. Some of them you go in person and you also carry other people with you. Am I communicating here? 
You see, your appreciation of what is done, the depth of your gratitude is always a reflection of the depth of your appreciation. This gentleman came. The Bible said when he saw, he didn't wait for completion. Most of us, the reason why we've not been able to assess the full extent of the miracle and the breakthrough we are expecting of God is because we want to see completion. Yeah, I'm waiting. I, I mean, sometimes people tell me, oh, Pastor, I'm believing God for something. It, it has started happening. When the full thing comes, then I'll share my testimony. Share it by faith. That's why God changed Abraham's name. Why do you think he changed his name? He brought him into where he was preparing him for. Where Abraham was coming to, God ushered him there through his mouth. You see, the things you say with your mouth will usher you quicker into your destiny. Abraham, what is your name? Zero father. But he answered father of many nations. No child, father of many nations. No child, father of many nations. You see, some of us are too, we care too much about our dignity. So you cannot experience the glory of God. What will people think of me? I'll look funny. After all, I'm an intelligent person. That's your problem. That's your problem. That limited intelligence you have is your problem. Yeah, that limited intelligence. Verse 15, and one of them when he saw, somebody say one of them when he saw. He didn't wait. Listen, Jesus told them it was a, an explicit command. Go show yourself to the priest in line with what scripture had said in Leviticus. Go show yourself to the priest. That's what Jesus told. But on the way, he said, let me just check by myself. In fact, he saw that things were, his hands, which were uh, uh, leprous, they were changing. Then he checked his feet. Ah, looks like something has happened. Wow. <laughs> so today I can eat. Let me go back before I forget. Immediately he went. Listen, delayed gratitude can be seen as ingratitude. When he saw, he went. When he saw, he went. Number two, do it publicly. Listen, learn to appreciate. You see, when you don't, you are not thankful. You don't develop this attitude and discipline of being thankful. Even in your relationships affect you. That's why I said earlier, grateful people are exciting to have them around you. When you have an associate pastor who is excited and thankful to God that God has given him the privilege to work with you, it's more exciting and comfortable than somebody who thinks that he's helping you. Praise God. Yeah. When they, they see it as an opportunity, it's such a blessing. Publicly and unashamedly. Publicly. Publicly. I don't have bad things to say about people in private, honestly, because it's ungodly. I don't say bad things about people in private. Anything I discuss with anybody about anybody privately, I can tell the person publicly when I meet the person. Anything you can't tell a person face to face, you have no business thinking about it or sharing it with anybody privately. It's wrong. For his God. Did you hear what I said? I said it's wrong. If there is one thing you must learn to profusely give to people is appreciation. And you learn it by first giving it to God. Now listen, if you can take God for granted by not being profuse with your gratitude towards God, you will be more careful to give appreciation to people. Are you here? Are you here what I'm saying? Now, God is the biggest of the biggest. He made you everything you owe. And you feel that maybe letting him know you are grateful will let him feel too big. Yeah, yeah, because that's how some people think. Oh, if I tell him he's doing well, if I tell Pastor Pay, he has been a good man, it will enter his head. 
you are a fool. I would rather have it enter his head that he's a good person, that make him feel that there are people you work with them and you will never have any sense of appreciation. Yeah. They think it's about money. No, 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 no. People who have something to offer, the mere feedback, when they get the feedback that their contribution is making a difference, that alone is more than, better and bigger than any fat salary you can give them. It is just people who are covetous, who everything is money, 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 money. Sense of fulfillment. You see, those are the things that really influence work. And the people who excel in their work, they don't excel because they are financially motivated. As a leader, I learned many years ago not to use money to induce anybody or motivate anybody. No. 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 There must be a certain sense within you to want to excel first that when money comes, it only adds to it. But when the thing that pushes you to excellence is money, hey, you can't do far. Let me tell you, the master key to driving you to continuous excellence, it must not be from without. It must be from within. It must be from within. Anybody who lives it without will not go very far. I want to be one of the finest preachers. It's from within, not because of you. Yeah, it's from within. I study, I pray. Very few of my sermons I'm very, very comfortable with. There are very few of my sermons that I, I say, this one, I think it went very well. No, no. Give thanks publicly and unashamedly. Somebody say publicly and unashamedly. Yeah. When last did you appreciate your wife publicly? You went somewhere in the company of your friends. Ah, please. Uh, I, I would like you to thank my wife for me. She's been such a blessing to me. I would like you to thank my husband for me. He's been such a good man to me. I would like you to celebrate my pastor for me. He's been such a wonderful man to me. When was the last time? But almost every foolish person around you knows something negative about your wife. It is a reflection of your own state. I've not said anything. No. <laughs> Number four, give thanks with a valuable offering. Somebody say valuable offering. Valuable. Yeah, give thanks with a valuable offering. Give thanks with something precious. Look at what the Bible says. When Jesus came down from the mountain, Matthew 8, verse 4. Yeah, 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 yeah. Large crowd followed him. Verse 2. Look at that. And a leper came to him and bow before him. Say, Lord, if you are willing, you are able to make me clean. Look at verse number three. Jesus ripped out his hand and taught him, saying, I am willing to be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Look at verse four. And Jesus said to him, let's read it together. Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one about this, but go and show yourself to the priest for inspection and present. And present and present. And you see, when you go to the Old Testament, it was so detailed that the poor, if you were cured as a leper and you were poor, there was a specific offering you were supposed to give. Every, you give thanks at your level now. How can your thanksgiving offering for the year, after God has blessed you, you have your own car, you have been driving your own car, buying your own food. The whole year, your thanksgiving offering is the equivalent of somebody who comes to church in a taxi. It's an insult now. You think God is a needy something? No, 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 no. Your sense of value is low. That's what this, the, 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 he said, as an evidence, as Moses commanded. Now let's look at it. Let's look at Leviticus 
When you want to know the laws, the laws and the details, the ceremonial laws and all of those things, you find them in Leviticus. Look at Leviticus. Leviticus 7, verse 11 to 12. These are the regulations for fellowship offering and um, one may present to the Lord. Now he says, if, if he offers it as an expression of thankfulness, so there's an offering you give as an expression of what? Thankfulness. Fellowship. You come, you are coming to worship God, you come with an offering. There's a special offering you offer as an expression of thankfulness. I said here, thanksgiving becomes qualitative when it's accompanied with a valuable offer. Look at Leviticus 22 verse 29. Here he tells you that even with thanksgiving offering, it's not just anyone God has said. Look here. Leviticus 22 verse 29. When you sacrifice a thank offering to the Lord, sacrifice it in, in such a way that it will be accepted on your behalf. Somebody say an amen. amen. Yeah. Next week, when you are coming, whatever thanksgiving offering you are bringing, offer it in such a way that it will be accepted on your behalf. Last year when it was thanksgiving, every one of my children, 100 cities, was their thanksgiving offering for them. I won't tell you my own. No, 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 no. Because I, I could have been dead, but I'm here. Anything at all could have happened. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? Where would I be? If it had not been for the Lord on my side tell me where would I be where would I be if it had not been for the Lord on my side tell me where would I be where That those who when it's time for thanksgiving their question is what has God done I can take an inventory of my life I look at my prayer points and all of those things I can't see much <laughs> praise the Lord that's when faith becomes a factor somebody say faith becomes a factor that brings me to point five you give thanks by faith somebody say by faith see everything you are presenting to God is a product of faith faith. <laughs> the Bible said, thank God, in the Amplified Version of First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18, thank God in everything, no matter the circumstance may be, be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God. Somebody say, this is the will of God. Now, he says, no matter what the circumstances may be, and you and I know that in this our life here, not every circumstance may be good. But in every circumstance, if you are going to obey the command to give thanks, you have to do it by faith. You are giving thanks. Things are bad, but you are thanking God because you know he's able to make the worst become the best. You know that he's able to turn worse situations around. You know he stood at the tomb of Lazarus. He was thinking. Jesus did not bind and loose. He said, Father, I thank you. At the tomb of Lazarus, a dear friend was there. The whole place, the people who you used to fellowship with, he said, I give you thanks. And afterwards, he began to see miracles happen. Listen, 
between now and the end of the year, God will amaze you. Strange things will happen in your life. If you can believe it, it will happen to you. Praise God. One day is like a thousand to God. And a thousand days are like one day. The Bible says, as it is written, according to Abraham, he did not stagger at the promise, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Number six, give thanks from your heart. Somebody say, my heart. Ah, my heart. Your heart. Your heart. Your heart. Your heart. Ah, like this. He said, oh, ye please, this commandment is for you. Malachi 2, 1 and 2. Oh, now, oh, ye please, this commandment is for you. If you will not lay it to heart. <laughs> lay it to heart. Somebody say, lay it to heart. Lay it to heart. Lay it to heart. Verse 2. Lay it to heart and to give the glory unto my name. He said, lay it to heart. Lay it to heart. Because you see, anything on your lips that is not from your heart is fake. Inasmuch as when the heart is excited, the mouth will talk. Sometimes the mouth can talk and the heart is not involved. Am I communicating here? Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But you see, there are times where people are speaking and it's not out of the abundance of the heart. So in the book of Isaiah 29 verse 13, the Bible says, Wherefore, the Lord said, For as much as these people draw nigh me with their mouth, and their lips do honor me, but their hearts are far away. Heart far away. Heart far away. As we assemble before God next week, may your heart not be far away. May you come with your heart ready to praise. May you come with your heart ready to praise. Listen, it's not in how you, you stretch on the floor, how long you kneel, it's in your heart. He said, the Lord does not see as man see, for the Lord looks at the heart. Some can be complaining in their heart while singing with their mouth. That will not be your testimony. I said, that will not be your testimony. Give thanks with the fruit of your lips. Once the heart is in alignment, then it should flow from your mouth. Somebody says it should flow from your mouth. Yeah. By him, therefore, Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer. Listen, don't be in church and music is going on. The screen is there and you are not singing. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I don't know if I saw two years ago. Yes, no. Praise the Lord. He said, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise continually to God. That is the fruit. Somebody say the fruit. And listen, the fruit has to do with your songs. The fruit has to do with your words. Somebody say my words. Yeah. Some of us, we can sing all the songs of gratitude. But our complaining tongue. Woo! Let them raise ten songs. You will sing them. And tears will fly from here, fly from here. But when you finish <laughs> this year, dear, I don't think God has been fair to me. Oh. I don't think. <laughs> Number eight, let me close quickly. Give thanks in the language of the Spirit. I love this one. Limba koshinda gasule brehendeze. Zibale galo zandada badia du sabradi. Ingeliande sabradia valo mushanda. 
Ilabande zamradivalo shandara vakanza. Yebeliazi vatu zeketezi atalamradu zandara va. Yelianda galusha brande valianda zavalia zote. Zundi bakavu zavaria alegre. Hingele yanda zumanda galusha brande va. Ibalesha, ibalesha, ibalesha. Ibrosa bradiva alamakasa. Fandi moko zavadava. The Bible said, he that giveth thanks in tongues, giveth thanks well. Somebody say well. Well. You do it well. Nothing is left out. <laughs> you see, thanksgiving in tongues is comprehensive thanksgiving. Nothing is left out. Your mind is not involved. So the spirit takes things. Takes things. Look at that. He says, what is the conclusion then? He had talked about spiritual gift, talked about prayer. He said, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with also with understanding. Then he says, I will sing with the spirit. Oh, yeah, bada, 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 bada. He bahambe kasama. May embassy of life come to a place where when we gather, we'll be singing with the spirit. Singing with the spirit. I will sing because our singing is supposed to be done in the spirit. Then when we are tired flowing in the spirit, we come down. I will pray with the spirit. I will sing in the spirit. Then he says, I will sing with the spirit. I will sing with understanding also. Verse 16. He says, otherwise if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen? At the giving of thy thanks, since he does not understand what you say. So when we give thanks in tongues, the other people are standing there, they don't understand it. But the Bible says, for indeed, you give thanks well. You give thanks what? Well. Where do you do it well? In tongues. Well. And you are feeling that you are somewhere to speak in tongues. <laughs> you are problem. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and then in closing, this is the epic of it. Make thanksgiving your lifestyle. Make it your what? <laughs> don't, don't, don't let it end with the service. <laughs> oh, last Sunday service was it was such a powerful service. Oh, I enjoyed it. But that's it. No, 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 no. Make it your lifestyle. <laughs> I like the message version of First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. He said, Thank God no matter what happens. For this is the way God wants you who belong to Christ to live. Somebody say, I belong to Christ. I live a thankful life. Say, I belong to Christ. I live a thankful life. I belong to Christ. I live a thankful life. Why? Because there is hope for you. For those who are in Christ, no matter how hopeless things may be, there is hope for you. That's why you have to live a thankful life. Nothing can go wrong, ultimately, for the one who is in love with God. That's why you must live a thankful life. Business is not working, you are thankful. Marriage is having a challenge, you are thankful. Finances are down, you are thankful. Why? Because you are not just looking at what is happening presently. You are looking at the ultimate end. Because in the end, all things are working together for your good. In the end, you are more than a conqueror. In the end, you are more than victorious. Am I communicating here? He says, this is how God wants those of us who belong to Christ to live. Somebody say, I live a thankful life. 
Listen. Thanksgiving lifts people up. <laughs> Complaining and murmuring brings people down. Somebody say, I live a thankful life. Stand on your feet and begin to express gratitude to God. Do it in the language of a spirit. Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our services at our headquarter church from 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, which is our Excel service, and from 8.45 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. for our second service, which is our celebration service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Auditorium. Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook, or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Hey,